Now, to show our gratitude, we're not going to be like the other guys and jerk you around and bullshit you. We're going to tell you the truth. Professional wrestling, the era of the franchise, the era of the ECW. And the franchise, Shane Douglas. Well, you want the lowdown on professional wrestling, get it right here at this podcast, Extreme Three-Way Dance. <laughs> Connection and welcome to the most extreme menage a trois of violence you'll ever experience on the extreme through a dance. JC, Jenny, and Maddie Suze. Sometimes I was Maddie Snowflakes around these parts. Mm-hmm. Here mm-hmm. to take you through the history of ECW. This podcast, this program started in February of 1994, and we are toward the tail end of 1998, which is craziness. Two, we have two full calendar years left of ECW mm-hmm. programming, which is yep. nuts. So we'll be digging into that. This uh, show is simulcast, both video and audio. So if you're listening, welcome aboard. Of course, it's on all podcast applications and North South Connection. And a video on our YouTube channel. So search North South Connection there and subscribe. You can leave comments. You can like. You can love. You can share. Uh, and if you're listening, why don't you come watch? We're fun to look at. And if you're watching, I'm sorry, you can go listen. So check out all the feeds. Subscribe to all of them. Uh, we have three episodes of television tonight. And that is going to take us to the go-home of November to remember and, of course, that's pretty much the flagship pay-per-view for the company. It's the mm-hmm. oldest one. Mm-hmm. And usually one they go all out for. So we'll see how the final build goes to that. And then next episode, two weeks from today, we'll be covering that event. So uh, before we get started, any thoughts on the general uh, stuff going on in the world of Extreme? Oh, um, I feel like we have some sexy episodes coming up. Mm. We're all going to be real horny. Mm. Mm. That doesn't sound like us. No, mm. no. No, we're never we're, we're prim and proper always. So yes. yes what we've we lost in Beulah, we've kind of rediscovered in Tammy Lynn. Mm. Both both Tammy Lynn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? There's two of them. Yeah. Yes, Tammy two. one and Tammy two. Yes, we do. Ron <laughs> <laughs> you think it's really a good idea for Proxy Rack watching this? <laughs> Find out. All right. October seventeenth, nineteen ninety eight. We open right in the ring. For our first match is Chris Candido and Tammy Lynn Sitch are hitting the ring to get us kicked off. A tasty one on paper as he's set to take on Jerry Lynn. Candido grabs the mic, talks about how he gets cheered during the show and then shit thrown on him by the end because he always, but he always gives a show no matter what. Mikey Whipwreck comes in the ring, cuts him off. He puts over Candido's pump and his guns and how hot Tammy is. And Mikey says he wrestled Jerry Lynn 14 times and they have split evenly 7-7. Seven, seven. He came tonight expecting to have that deciding match, but Lynn is facing Candido instead. Lynn says everyone in the locker room has an open contract. You wrestle who you're told, and if Mikey can't handle it, he can get his chunky ass to the concession stand and go sell some snow cones. <laughs> Mikey steps up to Lynn. He gets a little more bass in his voice this time. Says Lynn isn't done with him, and vice versa. Lynn says fine. They have a stare down. Candido stooges. We get uh, not much from there. So some pretty random stuff. Gives Mikey a little something to do. Uh, Candido then says he had a torn bicep when Lynn beat him last time. Candido says this has nothing to do with the triple threat, Mikey or Tammy. Tammy then gets upset about that. Candido says, no, you're beautiful and I love you. Uh, but you got to go back to the locker room because tonight it's just the two of them and he'll be home after the match. Tammy tries to woo him with her looks. They argue. Candido stops acting tough and then drops to his knees and begs Tammy to leave and then gives her kisses. And Joey says that's the usual interaction with these two. Tammy leaves. She's pouting. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's funny, but like it's also awkwardly acted like 
cuck Candido. And mm-hmm. um, I'm fine with Tammy being the power of the two. Like she's the more famous star, but they don't really act it that way. I know. I, I think it's just more Candido's manic personality. Like he just goes so quick between things. It's hard to like buy into the st- the story of him. I don't know, like be acting tough, like as a fake guy, and then finally just begging Tammy to leave because he just does the same inflection and madness in his presentation every time. So it's right. just like the idea is like funnier than the execution with this. Well, she's very good at it. Um, oh, she, awesome. uh, yeah. like her part of it is very believable because she feeds off of you know having him beg her and you know having control over him. So I actually like her being a little brat too a little bit um and kind of refusing to leave the ring um i'm into this yeah I mean, for what it was it was uh, totally fine i i did enjoy uh, that we have uh, mikey finally doing something after two and a half years of doing a whole lot of nothing so that's good man yeah it's been a while i know cactus left i mean that was when you started you know the pod with us man yeah. and uh Big ass extreme bash ninety six. Like yeah. since then, he's really since Cactus left, he's really done not much at all. And I also enjoyed uh, Lynn telling Candido to go snell, uh, sell snow cones. That was very funny to me. Mikey's voice was very interesting throughout uh, his time on the mic here. It was like he hit puberty in the middle of the ring. Yeah, well, little, exactly little Mickey Mouse, little. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, just, oh. so a little bit of that, and then then he gets tough when he's gonna get tough. Right, yeah. and then he, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I love seeing Mikey like that. We're getting heel, Mikey. Is that what we're yeah, doing? He seems to be a little pissy. No. Mm-hmm. I'm All right, we it. clipped to the start of the match. We had a quick flur- a quick flurry from both trading quick strikes back and forth. Lynn hits a Rana, counters to a leap a leapfrog into a power bomb. Candido bails out. Lynn hits him with a baseball slide. Hits a very wild acai moonsault into the crowd in a great spot. We clip to Candido laying in chops back in the ring, dodging a charge. Clip again. Candido gets caught in a missile drop kick. Lynn twists it to a Boston Crab. Candido comes back with an enziguri. We clip to Lynn blocking a top rope rana. Hits a swinging DDT for two. Candido comes back with a superplex, but Storm is in. He bulldogs the referee, beats on Candido, and stuffs him with a pile driver as Tammy Lynn Bitch is celebrating. Storm hits a second pile driver and then Bitch slaps Candido around until Tammy Sitch is in. She jumps on Storm's back and it's a low blow. Tammy tries a whippersnapper, but Tammy Lynn Bitch hits her with the loaded purse and chokes her with the strap. Mikey comes in and Storm fights him off and uh, Mikey wipes him out. Tammy Lynn Bitch throws powder in Mikey's eyes, but he hits her with a whippersnapper. <laughs> Tammy Sitch tries to help, but Mikey is blinded from the powder and he hits her with the whippersnapper as well. Storm grabs a chair. Mikey shoves Lynn into him and Storm smashes him with it and leaves. Candido crawls over and gets the win. This is more of a segment than a match with the highlights. I, I liked the post-match. I thought it was fine. Storm continues to torment Candido, be a thorn in the side. Mikey's piece is kind of weird, but again, at least it's something for him. Like, I'm okay with it. We'll see how it shakes out with him and Lynn. The Tammies are a good addition, kind of a new wave of cat fighting after uh, the years of Beulah and Kimona and Francine, mixing it up a little bit. And uh, overall, good segment. I like to see a full match with these guys if we could, though. So, Maddie, I went two and a half stars on the match itself. But what did you think of that in the post-match? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I went uh, two and a half on it, too. The match itself, what we saw was uh, good stuff. I mean, I liked all the top top rope work. Like, there was that top rope Rana, the DDT off the top rope, the underhook off the top rope, which is a move you don't see all that often. I thought that was really well done. And I'm with you. I, I Like I said before, I like that they're doing something with Mikey. It was a little bit messy, but I think it was a good kind of messy that right. ECW is we're used to from ECW. So I'm curious to see where Mikey goes with this. Like, are they going to, is he going to be a heel against Lynn? Like, is that what we're doing? Because it, it's interesting because like, you feel like if that's the way they're going, like Lynn versus Mikey, you would think Lynn would kind of be the heel just because Mikey is right. Mikey. So it's interesting to see if Mikey can end up uh, being like a shitbag heel. So I uh, I enjoyed this. I went two and a half on it, Jenny. Yeah, I had the same grade. Like, I thought Candido was a little low energy in the clips that we saw because we didn't really get to see all of it. But um, but Lance Storm looking really good. And of course, Jerry Lynn's always fun <laughs> to watch. So, I mean, it was a good match. I did like the post-match stuff too. Um, yes, very interested in the heel Mikey. Um, him hitting whippersnappers on ladies. Uh, very heelish we got going on from him. Um, I like the powder in the eyes. I don't know. It's just kind of a corny little um, spot that kind of works with what they got going on with this story. And, um, yeah, two and a half for me. 
I think a Mikey heel turn can work if it's done in regard of him being frustrated at being overlooked. So like, mm-hmm. I think it's a good approach for this where he's, you know, oh, just little old Mikey will do whatever they say. Like, I've been here forever. But no, hey, by the way, I'm a Triple Crown champion. I beat Steve Austin. Like, and then mm-hmm. like, I, you're forgetting about Mikey. You're overlooking Mikey, right? Like, I think that's a good story to tell um, mm-hmm. if you go about it. So we'll see. You know, we'll see how they continue to, to approach it. But um, let's go on. We get our opening animation. Joey's in the nest. He recaps what we just saw. Sets up the night ahead. Also, I have up November to remember in New Orleans. Coming up in a few weeks, we get clips from last week when the two triple threats threw down. And that brings us to our next match, which was Lance Storm challenging for the television title against Rob Van Dam. A big match for Storm. Uh, he is solo. Tamely bitches backstage after the whippersnapper. Fonzie <laughs> leads RVD out. We get rolling after Joey again hypes November to remember. He tells us that Storm will be taking on Jerry Lynn and Mikey and Tammy Sitch will be the guest referees. So okay, we'll see where that goes. That doesn't sound like a shit show. <laughs> that does not sound like a recipe for any kind of order. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> Uh, we ease in with holds and counters on the mat. Storm briefly works the arm. RVD breaks free and talks some shit. He heats up and cracks Storm with a super kick. After a break, RVD barrels into Storm in the crowd with a somersault senton. RVD heads in but misses a baseball slide. Storm shoots him into the railing. RVD blocks a shot to the post. RVD tries to spring off the railing, but Storm drop kicks him into the fans. Storm regroups in the ring. He crotches RVD as he comes in on the top rope, but RVD flips free. Storm counters a German. He gets one of his own for two and then nails RVD with a drop kick for two. RVD goes up and trade blows until Storm has a DDT for two. RVD recovers with a cartwheel splash, tries the Van Daminator, but Storm ducks the kick, but misses a chair shot, and RVD trips him up, and he nails a corkscrew leg drop on the chair for two. RVD hits a running drop kick with the chair, but misses a second one, and Storm cracks him twice in the head with it. RVD misses another Van Daminator, and Storm hits a third chair shot for another two count. Storm hits a clothesline and a hard elbow and drop kick as he barrages the champ. Fonzie and Storm fight over a chair. RVD kicks a chair to Storm's face off the top rope for two, then follows with a frog splash for the win to retain in a great match. The crowd is in a frenzy throughout this, a breakneck pace. Uh, both guys are on fire, both in the ring and with their characters, wild pacing, nonstop, hard-hitting action, and very high-difficulty degree offense, too. And it's done smoothly by both guys. Both guys are just completely dialed in. A wonderful TV title match. Both guys got a lot of time to shine. I went three and a half stars, Jenny. Three and a half. Uh, I did three and one quarter stars. I really like the energy here, the chemistry off the charts. They're very well matched. Mm-hmm. Have we seen them um, fight each other before? It's oh, been a uh, while. Wasn't that one of like, they wrestled it barely Storm's first mat? Yeah, the first pay per view, right? Yeah. So it's been a while, and Storm's been working hard as as RVD is absolutely in the zone. Um, yeah. But so it's a good fight for him, though. Um, I don't I don't want to say he struggles, but there are a lot of shaky moments for him in this match. So makes Storm look super legit. And um, it's a great title defense. Uh, I love a frog splash to win, Maddie. Mm-hmm. It's funny because yeah. I keep waiting for him to use that. Like he hasn't yeah. used it. Right. Yeah. I think now it's starting to come into his repertoire, but mm. he's so synonymous with it as a move. I assumed he was using it the entire time. But right. I mean, he, we're now, you know, what? two years into him as a regular two and a half, almost three years in, and he's just starting to really utilize it. Yeah. So I, I went a little bit lower than you guys. I, I went three stars. It still was great. Uh, I didn't go as high cause I almost wanted it to be longer. Like, I feel like it was kind of short for what it was and it was really good for what it was, but like you give these guys like 20 minutes or so, like, which I know doesn't happen often on EZW TV, but man, it could have been really great. Uh, there was one point where uh, RVD went for, I think it was like a chair drop kick in the corner and uh, he went asshole first into the chair in the corner. <laughs> that was, uh, that could have ended. That could have been an X-Pac type of situation Ooh. there had that not gone well, but yikes! I thought the chair work in this was great. Just the way both guys really use the chair, especially RVD, just all the stuff he does with the chair in every match. And this was no exception. So yeah. And I like that the frog splash finally gets a win. We've been waiting for that. I don't think it had happened yet. Maybe once before this. So I'm glad we're finally getting that. So uh, yeah, really fun uh, title defense here. So three stars for me. All right. We get a Taz Sabu video for November to remember 1996. Joey Styles is in the nest, hypes up the big November to remember main event, the first pay-per-view that will air in Japan. And Joey thanks the fans for all the support and asks for it to continue. They go to our main event, which is an extreme death match that is between Just Incredible and Tommy Dreamer. 
Credible's out with Jason, Nicole Bass, and Chastity. We get clips of Credible's recent assaults on Dreamer with aid from all the Stooges. Tommy's out. He's glaring daggers through Credible. Stares down Chastity as well. Credible nails a baseball side, hammers away on the floor. Throws Tommy to the railing. Tommy fires back and smacks him with a bottle, but Credible crotches him on the steel. Back inside, Credible barks orders and gets a chair from Jason, sets it up, and the drop toe holds Tommy onto the back of it. Tommy slumps in the corner, and Credible puts the chair on him, but Tommy blocks a drop kick with a boot. Chastity comes in. She has the drop kick, but Tommy pops up and nails her with a Spicoli driver to a big pop. <laughs> Jason is in. Dreamer crushes him with a pile driver. Nicole Bass is in with a cane, but Tommy dodges and hits a Russian leg sweep and tribute to the Sandman. Mm. Credible lands some punches, but Tommy dodges. That's incredible. It's a dreamer driver. Tommy grabs a cane, but Rod Price comes in. He beats down Tommy, hits a power slam. Price incredible work Tommy over until Cronus makes a save. He takes out both guys. Cronus is the top rope 450, but Victory is in. He batters him. Victory assaults Tommy as Price beats down Cronus. Credible and Victory had a stuffed pile driver on Tommy as Natural Born Killers fires up and out comes New Jack with his weapons. Everyone's brawling with their weapons. Right, uh, Lance Wright gets murdered by a New Jack guitar shot. New Jack smashes <laughs> the trash can lid into uh, Justin Incredible's nuts. I'm sorry, Jack Victory's nuts with a hockey stick. As Tommy hits a cactus clothesline Incredible and they tumble to the floor. They brawl, uh, rolls around, around the arena. New Jack flies into a bloody victory with a dive off the nest. After the break, Cronus is trying a 450, but the one-man gang is back. <laughs> He's got a chain, and he beats Tommy with it. Gang hits a 747 on Tommy and Cronus as Highway to Hell fires up, and out comes Spike Dudley with a ladder. My the hero. Gang, the gang meets Spike with a trash can and slugs away and chokes him with the chain. The brawling rolls on, but everyone's banged up and bruised. Gang deadlifts Spike and back suplexes him on the ladder. Spike tries to fight back, but Gang is smothering him. And uh, Spike then recovers, hits a low blow, puts Gang through the table with an acid drop, and pins one-man Gang to win the match. <laughs> yeah, he does. Incredible. A uh, very weird ending. <laughs> usual, usual, they weren't even in the match. <laughs> I, this is that like, I don't matter. mind the ECW chaos. <laughs> I can buy into almost anything in this fucking promotion. I was all in on Raven brainwashing people. Like, I'm okay. But ending matches with guys that weren't in the match drives me fucking insane. <laughs> and we're really going to get to like, I think they start doing it a lot coming up. Oh, they up. sure do. Yeah. And it drives me insane. Like, it's not the match. It has nothing to do with the match. Like, what, why does that it's end? A fair point. No, just, no sense. Uh, just give me some logical reason. Make it a rule. Say, look, if guys get involved in ECW, we don't care. And if there's a pin, there's rules a pin. aren't extreme. I think it is a rule. I don't know. Well, they, I guess it's an unwritten they rule. They count it. Anyway, so. usual arena brawl uh, gave us a good taste of Dreamer Incredible without really blowing it off. The gang war was a good addition as well. Dreamer's mm. soldiers help him out. We got some mini matches in there. Uh, good setup for some sort of big time tag. You would expect with the, all the armies. Uh, crowd was into it. Good job getting Credible over as a prick further. Uh, only issue again was Spike Spike winning. I don't get it. So I went two and three quarters, uh, Matt. Yeah, I, I went two and a half on it. And I feel like I say this every episode now. Really had no idea how to fucking rate this. Because there's a point where it just gets completely insane. And it's like, it gets to a point where you're almost losing the thread. But not quite. But it's just, uh, there's a lot here. Spike comes out. Spike pins one man gang. One man gang is inexplicably here still. Why is he still around? You know, it's just, I mean, he's been good. But it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's jarring to see one man gang in fucking 1998 ECW. <laughs> like. And then you got Rod Price uh, again showing up like off Broadway Iron Sheik and how he looks with the zoom. There's a lot happening. It's entertaining as hell, but it's just there's a lot here. There's a lot here. So, I mean, two and a half question mark, Jenny. So I did two and three quarters because, I mean, I I couldn't do the five logically here because. as Justin pointed out, Spike wasn't even in this match. <laughs> he don't even go here. But it's just, it's a Tommy Dreamer match. Like, this is just what he does. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to have 65 run-ins. He's going to get crotched. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a wrestler that gets mm-hmm. crotched as much as Tommy Dreamer. Uh, he's definitely got a fetish for it. Um, I don't yeah. know if this man has children in real life or not, but if he does, it is a miracle. He does. It is splattered all over the ECW. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, hopefully he's already had them because Christ. This, this is like one, just, 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 uh, there's so many uh, in this whole feud. But also you missed the VCR shot, which is mm. one of the great mm. things that New Jack brought to, uh, to the ring. And I love that dive off, uh, off the nest. Yeah, that was good too. 
love the acid drop. Like, it's just fun. It's just really fun. I like it. All right. Uh, we wrap up with Joey recapping what just happened. He hypes up next week's show and the pay-per-view to wrap. Uh, all right. Best match, uh, RVD Storm for me. Yep. Yep. Worst match. I mean, I went Candido Lynn. It was, yep. I mean, only because it was clipped, but, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, best moment. I went the the New Jack dive. Yeah. Yes. Yes. By the way, I know it's a little dated by this point, but I'm really disappointed that Joey Styles doesn't call New Jack with the guitar shot as the New Jack swing. I mean, that's like perfect. It's, it's really <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I haven't even thought of that. Mm, most wow. '90s. Uh, there wasn't a lot in this episode, so I just went with Tammy Lynn, bitch. Yeah. yeah. I'm giving most '90s to your New Jack swing comment. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stock rising, storm, RVD. Incredible. I don't know. I put gang. I thought he looked good until the super pin. <laughs> I think he we, need, we, we as a group need to um, agree on something. Mm-hmm. Are we going Boy. to punish people for taking that acid drop finish after destroying Spike Dugley? Because I think it's going to keep happening to these big guys. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like they should be held against them. Like they look really good. And they're they in boom, five they star play. matches. Nobody's holding yeah, it. So I'm like, like, I don't, I, you know, I'm not going to punish women gang because of that. You just hate the pinfall that comes after it. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh, stock falling. I just want Lance right. <laughs> Took a vicious shot. Yeah. His brains are falling too. <laughs> Can't believe that motherfucker's still around. Oh, it's final unbelievable. Grade. New Jack is still falling off the bleachers. <laughs> yes. Uh, final grade, I went 7 out of 10. That was a pretty good episode. I wouldn't say it's like a must-see. Like, there's nothing big storyline-wise, but it was pretty fun matches and uh, exciting atmosphere. So it, was, it wasn't, you know, anything that I regretted watching. We'll put it that way. It's very good. I did the 7 as well. Um, it's it's good in the lead-in to November to remember. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you guys. I went 7 on it, too. All right. Let's move ahead a week to October 24th. We open with clips from that Candido Storm situation from last week, including the final stretch with Mikey taking out the Tammies. We then get a music video uh, clip montage of Storm versus RVD from last week as well. We get our opening animation, and then Joey's in the nest welcomes us back to the ECW arena. And we go right to the ring for a pretty interesting match between Bam Bam Bigelow and Sabu. Bammer's out with Francine. Joey takes his... uh, Business back with us on the nest to hype November to remember. Fonzie leads out Sabu. We get a pay-per-view preview here of the main event with the triple threats. After a break, Sabu is drop kicking a chair into Bigelow's face, then shoots him into the fans, meets him with an air Sabu dive. They recover, and Bigelow throws Sabu into the steel, misses a charge, and Sabu peppers away. Sabu sprints to the apron, hits an acai moonsault to drive Bigelow to the railing. Bigelow is up first and stomps away, heads back into the ring. He blocks a chair shot. We go right back outside where Sabu sets up a table bridge. Bigelow pounds away, but misses a splash into the apron. Sabu shoves Bigelow into the bridge, slides to the ring, and tries a triple jump. But Bigelow pops up, shakes the ropes, and Sabu falls. Bigelow slips inside and throws Sabu over the top through the bridge in a very cool-looking spot. Back inside, Bigelow blocks two chair shots. Sabu smashes his knee with it instead and hits a low drop kick. Sabu sets up a chair, hits a triple jump leg drop for two, and then starts to stomp on the knee. Sabu is another triple jump moonsault, but catches Bigelow's knee to the eye. Sabu tries another one. This time he's a triple jump side leg drop. He follows with Arabian face buster to the back and then hooks the camel clutch. In comes Shane Douglas. He hits Sabu with his arm brace. RVD follows and fights off Shane. Bigelow loads up greetings from Asprey Park, but RVD comes in and tries to clip his knee, but Bigelow falls on RVD. Sabu bangs off Bigelow's knee, and Bigelow wins. Um, in a finish that could have been ugly, but they timed it well enough that it didn't mm-hmm. look too sloppy. Um, it was kind of one of those typical, like, ECW high-concept finishes that don't always connect. Uh, Candido comes in as well. The triple threat swarm, RVD and Sabu. And then the Dudleys are in to help as well. Finally, Taz is out to clean house. Francine helps run interference. That allows Shane to come in and crack Sabu's neck until Taz and RVD again clean house. Uh, so a very fun match. It was a wild brawl. A lot of chaos. Sabu flying around like a nut. Bigelow beating on him with stiff strikes. His uh, Bigelow swelled eye was nasty as well. Mm-hmm. And the finish works to march on to November to remember with just you know building heat for the triple threats, uh, colliding in any way they can to set that match up. So Jenny went three stars. It was a really good match with these two guys. Um, you know, Bigelow has been super versatile during his run at ECW mm-hmm. and stuff like this stands out. Yeah, I'm about to say a lot of nice things about Bigelow uh, in this match. I did three and one quarter stars because 
Bigelow is just like I want it. He's like relentless. Like he was fucking up Sabu's moves before Sabu could get to them. He would get to the table before Sabu could set it up. He would fuck up the chair. He would every time he put his forearms up to block a chair shot, I would just pop. Like it was fantastic. Yeah, he, that shit. Mm -hmm. he, he's just he was just so anticipating all of Sabu's stuff. Sabu just working hard, just like he he's he's a machine like you know he just gets the fuck up every time but this was beautiful to me i mean this is like a really fun matchup between these guys i've they're both just doing what they do and it's mm -hmm. fantastic stuff um uh the stuff at the end blah blah i'm, I'm hating the dudleys being involved with the triple threat i, just, I think i feel like that's unnecessary and um I'm tired of Taz. So anyway, we'll talk about that later. Maddie? Yeah, I went three stars to a super fun match. It's a match we ha I think we've seen maybe once prior to this. Like, it's a match they honestly probably could have done more because these guys work super well together. Uh, Bam Bam just no-selling the chair shots. Like, he's King Love Kong it. swatting planes out of the air. That's awesome. It's fucking great. He's just he, And then he just stares down Sabu. That's not going to fucking hurt me. What are you trying to do here? Like, come on. <laughs> Be better. Uh yeah, just super fun stuff. Sabu flying around the ring like a madman is always awesome to see. Uh, the finish could have gone real bad. <laughs> like, if RVD is out of position even a little bit, like, he's probably dead. <laughs> like, so uh, good on them for timing that properly because, uh, good Lord. But, yeah, uh, super fun match. I, I want to see more Sabu versus Bam Bam, like maybe mm -hmm. on a pay-per-view or something in the future. So, yeah, a really fun sprint here. So three stars for me. All right. Joey narrates the history of Sabu's neck troubles and the attack we just saw. Joey also runs down the November to remember card, including a new mystery partner tag team match where Jack Victory has chosen Justin Credible and Tommy Dreamer gets to pick a partner. Joey oh. says Credible was supposed to face Masato Tanaka, but that match is now off. Joey says in the past, Tommy would usually call on Terry Funk when he needed a partner, and he has someone from ECW.com calling the Double Cross Ranch. He knows it's going to be Terry Funk. We haven't seen them since they tagged in Japan last year. Tommy thought that was the last time they would tag. He even made a tribute video for him. But Joey says he's going out on a limb. Terry Funk was my mentor. Uh, We've seen 85 <laughs> tribute videos. We, to we sure have. Yeah. Narrated by Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. Joey says he's going out on a limb, but is confident in announcing Funk will be back in ECW. And we get that Funk tribute video from Tommy. Um, so, you know, we know that Joey, Joey's up there with Vince McMahon, 1995 era, where if he <laughs> claims something, it's not happening. So Joey's right. confident yeah. that Terry yeah. Funk is the guy. No. Confident. Uh, Joey again says it's just his theory and his speculation, but until someone tells him otherwise, he knows Tommy's going to choose Funk. We get a November member hype video and head back to the ring where Balls Mahoney takes on Masato Tanaka. Balls bounces out with Axel backing him up. Followed by Tanaka as this new rivalry moves along. Joey says Funk has claimed he's not the mystery partner based on this call to the double cross. Joey says it's the famous Funk swerve. We see a hand behind the camera waving him off. And Joey says, no, okay, it's not going to be Funk, the mystery partner. But on the hotline last week, they announced that Raven was backstage at the ECW arena. Wait, they what? know he's in the back. He's under contract to WCW. And a speculation, could Raven be Tommy's partner? Hmm. Maze is on a social call, but he's got no friends. So why else would he be here? It was random. Mahoney barrels through Tanaka to start things off. They continue to ease in with some back and forth offense and pin attempts. Balls peppers Tanaka, but Tanaka dodges a charge, sends balls deep into the buckles. Tanaka hits a missile dropkick and balls evacuates to the floor. <laughs> Tanaka. Wow. wow. I'm trying. I'm trying. Tanaka follows. Mix it up. Tanaka follows and pounds balls, but ball shoots him into the railing, chucks a chair in, balls and loads some punches, but Tanaka swats <laughs> him. Draw Jackson to the railing. Back inside, both guys have chairs. They duel until the Dudleys pour in. They beat down both guys, clear out the ring. Uh, not much of a match, just a quick brawl before the angle at the end. So I just want a star and a half, Matt. Yeah, I mean, I want a star and a half on it, too. Uh, I, I think your your ball-related puns were better than the match, I'll say. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, and I, I think uh, Tommy Dreamer's partner is actually going to be Jimmy Jack Funk. It's going to be a real swerve. So, yeah. It's uh, a story. I don't know if he's alive still at this point. <laughs> I think he's still alive now, which is a miracle of modern yeah, science, true. but a <laughs> star and a half for me, Jenny. So I just did a star. It was a good hardcore match until all the fucking Dudleys come in there and everybody bleh. 
Uh, I, I've seen these guys. We've seen these guys wrestle before. Like mm-hmm. it's a whole thing, right, with them. So we're not missing something we haven't seen before. One star. All right. So from there, Gertner gets in the ring. He says the Dudleys have no interest in fighting balls tonight. He's already ugly enough. They are done serving up Tanaka Teriyaki, and instead, if there's a team in the back to take on the Dudleys, they should just come out. Axel calls Joel a walking cum sponge. <laughs> Wow. I love Axel so much. (laughs) He shits on the dullies. He says they're lucky that Justin Credible beat his liver to death or he would wrap a chair on them. (laughs) Instead, they should have an extreme fight with the three chair-swinging freaks right now. Axel rallies the crowd to set up a tag match. Balls and Tanaka fly to the ring with chairs. The dullies bail out. Bubba wants a timeout as they regroup. Bubba says they're scientific wrestlers and the best. They're Mm. as great as the Briscoes, the Funks, and the Andersons, and they do not condone chair-swinging. As the Dudleys leave, Joey says they robbed us of the conclusion of a match, and we don't want that here. You can see that every Monday on Nitro or Raw. After a break, the Dudleys say they'll come back as long as they ditch the chairs and agree to a scientific wrestling confrontation. Bubba rips the fans as Tanaka and Balls agree. We get started. Tanaka and Devon start off trading holds on the mat. They attempt alternate uh, pinfalls until Balls comes in. It's a big frog splash, but Bubba makes a save. Yeah. Bubba works over Balls, but Balls and Tanaka drill Bubba with tandem punches and get a near fall. Devon slams balls and hits a middle rope leg drop as Tanaka and Bubba brawl in the corner. All four go back and forth trading strikes until Bubba slams Tanaka, gets caught in the middle rope, and Tanaka and balls hit a double superplex to a pop. The Dullies convene on the floor. Tanaka springboards off of balls into them. Then balls empties off the top rope into all of them as well. Just a madman. Bubba recovers and now he hits a plancha into a scrum at ringside. Bubba and Balls head back inside. Bubba gets a cheese grater. He batters and scrapes Balls with it, slicing them open. Just nasty. All four brawl into the fans as Bubba spikes a chair into Balls' head, but he no-sells it. Balls rolls back into things. He batters Bubba with a chair and a can and a jug of water. Dick gets involved. Bubba takes over, pummels Balls. Dick thrusts some strikes into Axel, (laughs) but Axel powers up. (laughs) Axel smashes Dick with a chair to drive him to the floor. I usually can do it with a straight face. You're killing me. Sign guy comes in, <laughs> smacks Axel with a sign, and sign guy and Joel stomp on the injured kidneys. Joey says it's the most athletic thing Joel has done besides chase an ice cream truck. Paul's berries. Sign guy with the nutcracker sweet. No sells a weak chair shot from Joel. Balls grabs a chair, but Joel escapes. We reset, and all four guys have chairs. They start swinging and dueling, trading hard chair shots. Tanaka and Balls survive a couple, but nasty shots finally put them down. And uh, But they do kick out. Balls and Tanaka hit stereo back suplexes. They grab the chairs and paste the Dudleys for two. Balls says the nutcracker sweet on Devon on a chair as Devon buries Bubba on a chair with a swinging DDT and get a huge win to a pop. A lot going on. I mean, standard, pretty standard brawl. Balls is a nut. Ball, balls yes. are nuts. Hey. Uh, and uh, the cheese grater spot was nasty. The Dudleys take a tough loss. They're scuffling again. Uh, balls and Tanaka show up strong. The chair shots are gross. Getting way out of control, even though it's super over. And it looks like maybe we have a new hardcore team in place. Uh, Axel's on the shelf. Balls and Tanaka. Maybe he's with them kind of as the voice. Uh, it was a messy, bloody war, Jenny. I went two and three quarters of a star. I freaking like this match because, number one, the Dudleys lose. And number two, I really like Balls and Tanaka as a team. I like how it started as them being versus each other. And then, oh, okay, we're a team now against these fucking morons. But they went, they went all out. Like, they they really did. And with the, why, why are we trying to do the no chair stipulations all of a sudden? Like, I don't understand. I think it's the Dullies doing the old. I don't, I don't think it was anything crazy. I think it was just them messing around, like. Okay. I, trying I to get I, them not to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then clearly everybody's going to use chairs, so sort of dumb. Um, but anyway, I really did like it, and Joel was very much uh, interesting and fun in this match as well, and Joey's uh, um, commentary was very good as well, Maddie. Uh, uh, I, I, need, I need a picture of a walking cum sponge, because that's, that's, <laughs> that's a thing I need well, to see. What the hell does that look? Apparently, it looks like Joel Gertner. Good Lord. Uh, yeah, super fun match here. I went three and a quarter on this, actually. Nice. I just thought, I just thought it was a really fun brawl. Uh, the cheese grater spot was great. Uh, the chair shots, uh, you know, I, I kind of liked what, uh, like what JT said. I think they did it just as kind of like a way to get him to not use the chairs. Like, oh. Yeah, they were trying to bait balls yeah. and Axel and 
the assholes. Bait balls. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, try- they're trying, you know, oh, we don't want you to use chairs. We're going to chain wrestle. No, you're not. You're going to use chairs. So I thought that was uh, that was really well done. And a, a big win here for uh, Balls and Tanaka. So it-, it started a little bit slow, but I think once it really got going, I thought it was uh, a ton of fun. And I also loved uh, how Joel celebrates after he smashes uh, Balls with the chair mm-hmm. shot. Just, just a perfect uh, yeah. in- incel type of celebration. So just <laughs> fantastic stuff so uh three and a quarter for me all right uh awards time it's a quick episode um best match for me was sabu bigelow yes and then i guess tanaka and mahoney against the dudleys um yeah. well i did tanaka. i'm sorry the worst match was tanaka oh, versus mahoney yeah sorry. right yeah, yeah. Yep. um best moment i went with bubba using the cheese grater on balls that was that was pretty nasty oh um yeah i like the fucking frog splash again yeah I'm a real thing. big mark for that yeah I, I might do the uh the greetings from asbury on sabu to yeah, RVD. Sick too. No. uh most 90s i'm with teasing terry funk uh returning uh... <laughs> and then uh raven's contract like that's a very 90s thing yeah uh stock rising i went with uh triple threat and i know wasn't a ton else going on for me Tanaka and balls. Yeah, I, th- I would put Tanaka and balls yeah. there too. Stock falling. I gotta say the brains of Tanaka balls and Dudley. Battered. I was six out of ten. That's a great. I, it was a good episode. I wasn't into the chair stuff as you guys. Like it was fine, but I don't know. Like I, I have a real hard time with the chair stuff. I know it's gonna be a big part over the next year here. Uh, plus of ECW, like yeah. not that it hasn't been, but I think it really, really amps up now. Well, especially so, with Tanaka. Yeah. Yeah. And right. So it's just, it's hard for me. A lot of times. So I liked uh, Sabu Bigelow quite a bit, though. Six and a half for me. Yeah, same. Six and a half. A notch below the last episode. All right. Well, we're going to roll on to our final episode of the night. So we're going to get a little spooky scary. In the lab late one night. This is going to be public domain by now, I think, right? Probably. It'll be fine. I saw a tweet today that said, I was jerking in the lab late one night. Wow. (laughs) It's a monster smash. Kicker five were uh, horny bastards, I guess. Uh, It is the Halloween episode of ECW Hardcore Television, October 31st, 1998. I was my freshman year of college. I was trying to think back if I was at some kind of. Halloween party or something. I don't remember really ever dressing up like a Halloween party that year at college. So, um, lame. Let's see what day of the week it was. What day? You're of probably the watching week? wrestling or something. Were you were or, you jer- were you jerking in the lab? That you were- <laughs> I probably was in the science. Yeah. This was a yeah. Saturday night, Halloween Saturday night. At yeah, college, on. come yeah. on. I'm sure I was at some kind of party. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Killing we yourself, op- Matt. We opened with clips. From, uh, <laughs> we opened with clips from a brutal main event from last week. We get our opening animation. Joey's in the nest, typing November to remember. One week away, we then get our opening match, which is Rob Van Dam and Sabu taking on Balls Mahoney and Masato Tanaka. We're on the road in Cleveland this week, and our tag title defense uh, is up here as the champs come out. Fonzie's got a cast on his arm. Joey runs down the card for the pay per view during the entrances. A really quick come up for Balls and Tanaka already getting attacked out of match. Mm-hmm. The yes. Deldies attack them, though. The chair swinging frees Balls, Tanaka, and Axe on the aisle with chairs. They leave them brutalized and bloody again. Sabu wants to get in the mix, but RVD holds them back. Fonzie gets a mic and tells the Deldies to get their fat asses in the ring and take <laughs> on the champions since they beat up the challengers. The Deldies, of course, are pumped at that idea and slide in the ring. Any quick thoughts on that opening segment before we get to the match? Not particularly. Okay. All right. And that match is Rob Van Dam and Sabu taking on the Dullies for the tag team titles. We get a fast brawl off for flying around the champs, mainly controlling through offense, quick hitting and fast pace. Sabu gets a top rope Rana on Bubba. RVD follows with a high cross body for two. They hit rolling thunder on Devon and they clear him out of the ring. Sabu gets an air Sabu on Devon and the fans. RVD flies into Bubba on the floor with a cross body block. Back inside, RVD and Sabu hit stereo top row big splashes for a near fall. RVD gets a chair and hits Bubba with the Van Daminator. RVD tosses the chair to Sabu, but it dings him in the mouth, and he seems hurt but recovers. Sabu puts an open chair on Bigelow's head and destroys him with another one to the skull. 
Sabu is a top rope chair shot on uh, Devon as the challengers are getting wrecked. After a break, RVD hits a springboard, somersault plancha to the crowd on Bubba. Sabu tries a dive to the floor, but Devon moves and smashes through a table bridge. The triple threat comes out. Sabu tries to fight them off, but they swarm him over. Bigelow hits a greeting from Allentown. <laughs> greeting smash right back. <laughs> Shane, <laughs> I knew I was going to do it at some point. Shane smacks the injured neck again while you're seat here. Uh, anyway. um, RVD's tied up in the crowd with, uh, with Bubba, but Taz heads out. He brawls with the triple threat in the aisle. The Dudleys slip in the ring, hit a 3D on Sabu, and we have brand new tag team champions. Uh, big time title change. The Dudley boys on top of the tag team mountain yet again. Uh, great pacing here. RVD and Sabu are next level. Manic nonstop offense and energy. The crowd just feeds off of it. The Dudleys wrecked all through this, but hard to blame them with the blitz they walked into. Uh, triple threat war rages on. Now Shane has finally got the tag gold off RVD and Sabu, which is a goal of his, onto his associates. Uh, and a good move. I think the Dudleys needed it more. Like RVD and Sabu don't need the tag titles. They just need to do their thing. Um, and it adds heat to the Dudley package. A wild match and a big change, Maddie. It went three and a half stars. I really liked the whole thing. I, I thought it was really well done. I went three on it. Uh, super fun sprint, just really nonstop action. Uh, very surprised that they did the title switch here. Like I, I thought for sure that RVD and Sabu were going to go into the pay-per-view as the tag champs. So that kind of caught me off guard. I didn't see that coming. But I mean, just the way all, all these guys, uh, especially RVD and Sabu, just nonstop through the entire thing. And RVD diving into the crowd onto Bubba, I thought was a great visual. Yeah. Just from how they shot it with like the hard cam. It looked like he flew 100 feet into the air. I thought that was great. So uh, Sabu missing that table, table dive and crashing through it was really well done, too. So, yeah, uh, I, I enjoyed this. I went uh, three stars. I kind of wanted it to be longer, too, kind of similar to RVD and Storm from a couple uh -huh. episodes ago. So, But for what it was, it was super fun. So uh, three stars for me, Jenny. Yeah, I did the stupid three stars, too. <laughs> the stupid title change. <laughs> How dare they make Sabu lose when he's wearing his glittery emerald green pants. Um, and he looks amazing. But his poor neck. Uh, just really takes a beating again mm -hmm. here in this match. Um, RVD is fantastic as usual. The Dudleys, I just, I don't like it when they win, uh, much less win titles. So, I mean, I guess I get it. Why, why not do it at November to remember? Well, I mean, they can't. The triple threat's in the main event. Uh, I, I was going to say, though, I like... I like that ECW does a couple of things. I like that they do tag titles and big different title changes and moments in different cities. I think it adds a vibe to not only are these fans horny and desperate to see ECW action in Cleveland, you actually got a title change, right? It's not just like a house mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. And I, they have a record of doing major changes right before pay-per-views. Like, and, and again, I think it throws you off the scent. Like no one's thinking they're going to do a tag title swap the week right. before the pay-per-view, right? So it, mm -hmm. it keeps you guessing and moving. So, Again, to me, RVD and Zabu don't need the tag titles in any way. So I think it makes sense to get them on a more traditional team. RVD and Zabu are main event level guys doing other stuff. So I was perfectly okay with it. Uh, back to the ring we go for our last match of the night. And that is Jack Victory taking on old Tommy Rogers. Victory's hey, did we have an um, uh, Axel Rotten promo? Uh, did I miss that? That's where I had it. Um, what, did, what did he say, Jenny? I don't have it. <laughs> no, he was just talking about how much he respects the fans. And he, he, it was actually a really good fired up promo. And I, I just think that, I think that Axel's like, even though I guess he's injured and he can't really wrestle, I think that him talking a lot is very yeah. good mm -hmm. for him. I really he's, like he's fine as a manager. He just has a weird delivery that makes you feel like he's a set up, he's setting them up every time. I keep waiting for him to like turn on them because he's like mad that oh, really? Tanaka took his spotters. I don't know if he ever does, but like just the way he talks and it almost I keep waiting. Maybe I'm just ECW washed where I'm like <laughs> turns and twists everywhere. But yeah. I kept like waiting for him to say like oh yeah 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 these are my the boys this is the team and setting them up for something and then turning on them because he says Tanaka took his spot or something, but I don't, it hasn't happened yet. So maybe it doesn't dare. I say you're expecting him to be rotten. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I think he has like a weird, like, I think to him, I, 
I feel like he has a respect for the fans type. Yeah, and he's, he's a little charm to him. Yeah, um, he does. Yeah. And he Again, it's just me. It's a me been. thing on the problem. It's me. Well, that's usual. <laughs> <laughs> Not Axel. Axel's okay. Um, all right, let's get to the ring then. Jack Victory taking on Tommy Rogers. Victory's out with Credible and his crew. Joey runs through the damage that Credible's inflicted all year. Rogers is out. We head backstage. Here's where we talk to Axel, Jen. I did have it here. Uh, he okay. cuts an angry promo on the Dudleys and promises that uh, revenge at the pay-per-view that Balls on Tanaka will win the tag titles and injure the Dudleys. Uh, Rogers attacks the bell and Victory slugs him down. Rogers gets a boot up on a charge, runs through some offense. Victory regroups. Rogers follows out and runs him to a table. He works over Rod Price as well. Rogers fights off both guys with a chair. We head back inside where Rogers is pouring it on. He shrugs off some punches. He flips Victory over the top, smashes him through the remains of a table at a very wild spot. Rogers yeah. hits the top rope dive into Victory and Price as we go to break. When we come back, Victory's in control. He's hammering on Rogers. Takes him through some offense, but Rogers comes back quickly. Hits a Tamikaze. Price makes a save. Credible smashes Rogers with a cane, and Victory gets the win. Credible batters Rogers with a cane after the match until Tommy Dreamer makes a save. This was shockingly fun. I thought Roger right. was fucking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Victory was stooging and bumping all over the place. Uh, the energy was good. Uh, I don't know. Roger's like, I'm going to give these Cleveland fans something to be happy about tonight. Yep. Uh, good stuff. Incredibles making waves. Two and three quarter stars to me, Jenny. So, yeah. My first <laughs> my first note was, why is this match? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it was really fun and wild and random. Um, and I actually enjoyed it quite a bit, which I'm not surprised because I really like Rogers. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time I see him, I, I think he has yeah, a fun match. I mean, match. look, the Fantastics are well-regarded. Oh, so I like right. love surprise. the Fantastics. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was really good. I will say... I really don't like Just Incredible being the cane guy now uh, in Sandman's wake. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of like he took, he ran him out and took his gimmick. Like I, I think it's okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's all too fresh. That's what Credible is, though. Like he's he's just like an unoriginal prick, right? Like he's got this yeah. band of losers. <laughs> he's stealing gimmicks. Like he's right. just, you know, and not in any way is he like. Don't do he's a click hanger on, like he's yeah. just like a little mm-hmm. jackass in college, it has no original thoughts. It's like nothing that he does with the cane is ever going to be impressive to me. Like, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just be like, whatever, whatever, it's not same answer. So it's almost care. in a weird way, he's not supposed to be impressive, you know what I mean? Like, he's almost yeah. supposed to just be a twat, <laughs> yeah. It, know, just, like, yeah. it ruins the ruins it. So, I did two and a half, Matt. I'm right there with you. I went two and a half on this too. Uh, shockingly good when you see this on paper. Like yeah. I, I thought it was just going to be kind of like a, a Jack victory, uh, not like a squash, but like a pseudo squash leading yeah. into the pay-per-view. And it ended up being fucking competitive, including Jack victory's face being driven through a table at ringside. <laughs> Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. I was not expecting that in this match. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, for, for a match that on paper looked like it was going to be nothing for it to be something. I mean, I'll give it credit for that. So uh, shocking two and a half stars for this. That's one thing with ECW too. We always are like, oh, we're shocked, but they make every match competitive. No matter yeah. who it is, they say everyone's equal in ECW. We have guys that win more and are great, but other than like an RVD, like mo- mostly everyone is like pretty, pretty on the level in Taz, I guess. Like they're protect, but even Taz loses random matches. Like right. they really do present it as like anyone can beat anyone anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like a guy like Rogers, just because he's not getting pushed or is like older, like doesn't mean he's not going to bring everyone to the limit. So. Right, we get a recap video of Tommy Dreamer and Justin Credible to set up their tag team match at the pay-per-view. Joey then walks through the history of Sabu's neck issues again and the title change earlier, runs through the full card for the pay-per-view. The triple threat come to the ring. They fire it up. Shane Douglas says they are authentic and only triple threat. Shane says RVD's belt don't mean shit. Taz's belt isn't real. And Sabu, ha-ha, has no belt thanks to the triple threat. The fans want Francine's tits, but she gives him a long bleeped response that displays Bigelow. He's cracking up. God knows what she said. Shane says he's going to humble Taz and make him tap on Sunday because he made the organization and his franchise and Taz his bitches. Uh, Pretty short to the point. I liked it as a good final salvo from the triple threat, Matt. Um, I thought it was quick to the point, in and out. Like, we've seen all the build to this. We know where we're going with it. It's just, you know, one final selling point by them. Yeah, I mean, and it's a house show. You don't really have to do anything else at this point. The story, for as much as I haven't been a fan of it, it's been told. So why do anything right. more when you really don't need to? So just have uh, Shane go out there and kill time, and then Francine say something that leads to a five-minute-long beep in front of the Cleveland crowd. So it was fine. 
no, I really like this. I thought it was really good. Shane um, is feeling himself as he usually is, and mm-hmm. uh, as his friend seen, as yeah, he should. <laughs> so I she really that. broke uh, Bigelow, which is really funny. Yeah, I, mean, he I, was, I love he that. He was dying in the background. Yep. Yeah, I love that. All right, uh, we get a Paul uh, E. narrated hype video for the pay-per-view. We then get New Jack in a stairwell. He talks about what happened the last pay-per-view with Victory and the Dudleys. But now things are final and Victory has to face New Jack in New Orleans because it's no mystery. New Jack is going to be Tommy Dreamer's partner. He doesn't care about winning and losing, just satisfaction. And he'll beat Victory's ass until he can't breathe. He rants some more about impending violence, but Victory and Price show behind him and smash him from behind as we cut away. Uh, good good promo and a fitting choice for a partner at that point. I thought the attack was good too. You know, while it's not an exciting pick, I think new Jack at that point made sense. He's been involved heavily in this war. He Mm -hmm. wants revenge on victory. Uh, any thoughts on the promo, Matt? Uh, at one point, new Jack says, uh, they will be a Cajun crab. Yes. And he'll pull you apart and suck you down their throats, which is a hell of a line that I'm not sure, uh, Pertains to what's going on here, but uh, and then he got beat the fuck out of him with that guitar. Good mm-hmm. lord, that guitar shot was nasty. So I mean, I, I thought it was a good visual too, with him being mm-hmm. outside on the stairwell too, and how uh, Jack Victory just they just come up from behind him out of nowhere. I thought that was uh, that was really well done. So yeah, uh, New Jack's gonna be Dreamer's partner. That should be something. I like it too. I, I like this promo. I like all. They're kind of both old school, like. New Jack's been around for yep. a hot minute and, mm-hmm. you know, Tommy from the beginning. So I, I like them together. Um, and I like that new, da- new Jack doesn't give a damn about when they're losing. And when he says it, I fucking believe it. Mm-hmm. And I look, he love Credible's group of like this old <laughs> busted veterans, like yeah. victory yeah. price, one man gang. It's so stupid, but like <laughs> it just, for whatever yeah. reason it works. Like just these foot soldiers that are out there beating the shit out of guys. It, it kind of goes back to the old like Raven Brian Lee days, like you know, just right. stuff yeah. like that. So it's if it has like a very bounty hunter feel, which always works well in this promotion. Um, all right, Joey's in the nest, and now he hints that New Jack may not be at the pay per view. Like, what? Yeah, so he was in and out. <laughs> well, never mind. Oops. Uh, we get a very long our annual November rain video mm-hmm. package to close things out. And then we wrap with Tommy talking about how New Orleans is infamous for him. The first time he was there, he lost his girl. The second time he was there, he got laid out. And this time he's coming for revenge. He will shine, and he means every word he says. Credible and victory don't have to worry about a mystery partner. They need to worry about how much in November they'll never remember, which is a great line by Tommy. It is. Uh, beautiful. Beautifully done by our poet laureate of extreme. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful job by him. It's his yep. time. Yep. It's his time again. He's cutting tribute videos. He's giving poems. He does everything. He he is a soulful man, you guys. No. No. All right. Awards time. Uh, Best match to me was the tag title change between the Dudleys and RBD and Sabu. Yep. Uh, Worst match. I mean, Rogers' victory, I guess, by default. That was pretty good. Uh, All right. Best moment. I went with the Dudleys winning the tag titles. No. Either that or Jack Victory getting his face pushed in by the table. That was pretty fucking great. Let's go with that. Most 90s. Again, not a lot going on, so I just went with the disgusting chair shots. I feel like Cajun Crab. Yeah, November Rain. November Rain. Yeah. (laughs) Rising? I don't know why I feel like that's. (laughs) It's only 90s. A 90s crab. Stock Rising? I kind of went with everyone. The Dudleys, RVD, and Sabu. No. Rogers, everything was pretty good. Mm, yeah. I don't have anything falling. I mean, New Jack fell down the stairs. He did. He <laughs> falls a lot. He does. <laughs> uh, great. I went eight out of ten. This was a great episode. It's, I love. It was that. really good. I love the yeah. tag title change. Stuff is happening. Yep. Um, the Jack victory match was good. The attack on New Jack was good. All the teasing about Funk. The hype. There was. This was a very, you know, we've had struggles on on ECW sit, going to go home for pay per views. Mm-hmm. Like for most of the pay per views, we've always been like, ah, it's three weeks too long. It's two mm-hmm. weeks too long. Yep. Mm-hmm. This one really peaked. Like this was a great episode to go home on, get you hyped up for the show, and it was very minimal triple threat stuff. I guess you had the RVD Sabu involvement, but mm-hmm. um, it was just yeah, they hit the big stuff and out. So this was this was really good. It feels like we have less going on overall it's a tight card it's a tighter card yeah yeah um 
very hyper focused on just a few feuds that we have going on here. So yep. it makes me wonder what what could have been added um, to this build. I like the pacing. I think it was really well done. The builds have been really good, but it does feel like we're missing something, Matt. We're low on like the no, I'm not mad, but he was the audience, so I'll talk. But well, we're missing on we're missing some of the bigger names. I think with Sandman being gone and others, like we haven't replenished. They're they're kind of trying to elevate guys versus like bring in you know what's been their usual format is like okay, one big guy leaves, we got a big surprise. Right here comes Waller. Right. Now that's a big right, and that's kind of been the way it goes. But they haven't done that really lately. Like we haven't had right. a replenishing at, at a main. They're kind of building within. They're building up Jerry Lynn. Mm-hmm. building up just incredible building up Chris Candido, right? Like they're trying to make new made event stars mm-hmm. because everyone else gets put. Right? So I think they're just trying to replenish the cycle. Right. Um, but to your point, Jenny, yeah, the only feuds we really have are the triple threats, Lynn and Mikey and storm or whatever that is. And that's brand new. That's new. Right. Dudley's and Tanaka and balls is kind of new. Yeah. And then Credible and Dreamer and that whole crew. So yeah. that's really the bulk of what we have. So it's a very tight card. I mean, it's it's gonna be a short card. Like we're looking mm. at like six matches right now or something. So mm-hmm. I think seven eventually. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, I I don't know what I want. I think there's just mm. it's starting to feel like less and less of that old school ECW. Like every I mean, week, I feel a little bit further away. It was bound to happen for two, and we we talked right. about it right when we get to ninety eight. Yeah. Like a lot of people are leaving. Yep. Um, which is fine. It's going to happen. And they're evolving as a promotion, right? They're getting more polished. The TV stuff, like, it's just, it's kind of just life and the evolution the, of a promotion. It's like the polishing, yeah. the polishing yeah. that we've seen over the past, definitely a year, for sure. And it's only going to get more polished as we get yeah, a TV right. deal next year. Like, it's, yeah. right. the gritty, grungy ECW is, like, pretty much done. Like, yeah. we're not, they're going to be grungy and in, their actions in comparison also it's it's grungy in a different way from like here moving forward it's a different a different kind of grunge i guess yeah but yeah we're gonna anyway i just had to get emo for a hot minute about it (laughs) any final thoughts matt for you yeah uh i i thought this was a great go home show for what they hit on everything they were supposed to they kept things moving and they packed a lot into this episode too which i thought was mm-hmm. uh really well even with the november uh november rain video package eating up like eight minutes or whatever oh, like, it, <laughs> yeah, it was eight as, minutes. as is customary but yeah I, I thought for what it was it was really well done a good go home to the uh to the pay-per-view so i went seven and a half on it all right, so we here we are. We're on the doorstep, November to remember, 1998. We'll be back in two weeks covering that for you. Uh, be sure to check out everything at North South Connection. And again, we're here every Thursday, both audio and video. So thank you for supporting. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. We appreciate the love, the sharing, the comments, the likes, and all of it. So then, began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. From my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast. The ghouls all came from their humble abode to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the match. They did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. They did the match. On in a flash. They did the match. They did the monster match. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocky, all were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the match. They played the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. They played the match. It caught on in a flash. They played the match. They played the monster match. Out from his coffin rack's voice did ring. Seemed he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, 
whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. The monster mash. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the mash. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool, Drax a part of the band, and my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them what is sent you. If you can mash, then you can monster mash. The monster mash, and you my graveyard smash. Then you can mash, you'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash, then you can monster mash. Mash, 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 mash,